Can have you been watching the Lex dance? No. No? <laughs> no. Why not? It's 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 interesting. I, I wish uh, the the documentary makers would press MJ more about how much of a dick he is to most people he interacts with. Jesus Christ. See, if he it was that, I would watch it. He called Hold Larry Bird a bitch to his face. Oh my God. Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your host, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we took over TV shows and movies as shows by our guests, and this week we watched Uncut Gems. Another That's uh, Safety Brothers. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, basketball. Hey, look at that. Hey, I did that on purpose. I, uh, yeah yeah i know i'm not a big sports guy i mean yes i like michael jordan and the 90s and i shouldn't be talking about it you should watch it <laughs> it's it's interesting i'm i'm in the same boat i i liked the the bulls when they were good that this documentary is about and then i fell off of basketball completely and it's it's an interesting it's like the team is like no other team that's ever existed it's pretty crazy check it out Let, let's Let's bring in our guest who probably knows did, a lot more about this. I did than, so good. That's probably sure. I did so good of not just jumping right in. I just want to say. I, I could tell you were holding back for sure. That's Danny from the Double Murder Podcast. Uh, Hi, Danny. Guys, uh, it's great to talk to you. And I just want to, I want to thank you really for your inspiration. You know, at Double Murder, we have a legacy of uh, just putting out high quality content about once per year. And when we saw that you guys were able to do that on a weekly basis, we were like, you know what? We should give that a try. And so during the pandemic, we've been we've been uh, publishing episodes pretty much weekly. I, I would say I would say more accurately, we're on like a ten day cycle. <laughs> you're, you're getting there. That's better right. than the one, right. one per year. Right. Yeah, we, much better. Sure. I would say. Yeah, right. Like it's, you, can, you can almost set your watch by it. So long as you're set your weeks to 10, 10 days long. Uh, but, but speaking of the last dance, man, I can't recommend this enough. Like you're, you're, you're honestly, you're honestly it's good. missing out. Like it's fascinating. Uh, I feel like CJ's is a great review for, would you say what, like a casual basketball fan? If that, yeah, if that, if that, yeah, <laughs> uh, as somebody who's like who's wearing a basketball shirt, who's actively a basketball fan, right? Uh, I've not only watched every episode multiple times now. Uh, I will admit to crying at parts of it, tearing up at parts of this. So Dang. whether it's wow, this nostalgia for there, there's a lot that goes into it, like experiences with me and my dad, remembering these times. Remembering the the things like around this era of my life and stuff, yeah, like it's for for the right kind of person who who was like grown up at that time and was like really into basketball. Like there's there's a lot connected to these things, and uh, it's really it, there's definitely things that they could dig into more. Um, I think Tony Kukoc gets a a real raw deal in this. But uh, yeah, right. But but it, but man, is it good? Yeah. Like I, I've I've I was I watched all of the all of these games. Like I was playing basketball a ton during this time, and five minutes into the first episode, I was learning shit I I'd never heard of before. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, like Steve Kerr is now a coach, and I think maybe that's more of why I knew that name. I don't think I even like realized he was part of the dream team in the nineties yeah. and the bulls, but 
that was interesting to learn his whole backstory and everything. Yeah, the the second he kind of replaced John Paxson as as the sharpshooter and uh, for the for the the second three peat, and a lot of people who who follow these sorts of things feel like he's gotten sort of like an overblown position in the documentary because he wasn't really that impactful to the team. You know, he had one or one or two important shots, but overall wasn't that impactful. But the reality is, it's because Steve Kerr is a household name, because he's won a bunch of championships with the Warriors, and he's a very good speaker. Like he's got interesting stories. He's got a very interesting backstory himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you could have probably traded some Steve Kerr time for more Tony Kukoc time, who was admittedly kind of boring. Yeah. I I also I liked um I give Steve Kerr props for his like championship uh speech where they're at the the rally afterwards he's basically giving like MJ shit in front of yeah. uh, hundreds of Bulls fans right. and he's I, like, he's that, like, well, that was very looks funny. like I've got to bail MJ out again <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, double murder in your podcast uh, rumor has it we're on it. Right now, what? is this true, Danny? Is this it true? It is. It is. It's what? a coordinated effort. You guys have been so kind, having me on so much that we're going to do a double murder with with you guys, and it should be available now-ish, uh, when whenever this episode is out. And uh, what we're going to do, I think, which should be fun, and we're not going to tell you who's going to do what part, but like. You know, so a double murder, we review two movies individually and then come back at the end to kind of tell you which one we thought was better. We're going to do the original and remake of the movie Cabin Fever, which is right on the nose for what everyone's feeling right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have one of you talk for one of the movies and the other one talk the other movies. It's not that we're going to have the other person not on. So basically, you're like free to heckle. I like it. Yes. Although, okay. Cool. <laughs> and then, at, and then at the end, everyone can kind of share their opinion of all the movies and everything. Cool. But it's, it's I'm really excited to have you guys on, man. Uh, it's been it's been far too long, and and this should be fun. Yeah, I'm pumped. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the episode we recorded uh, was fantastic. That was so much fun. It, it was already done in high quality, and, uh, and check we it had out. A blast. <laughs> yes. I can't, be- I can't believe the insights you guys brought to the episode. You're so well-versed. I know. And C- CJ, really, I, like you, you surprised me the most because I know how, how scared you get for scary movies. But you really, you really dug in deep and did your homework. Yeah, That's right. I was, you had a lot of really good points, and, and I never really thought about it that way. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I did the most work I've ever done, more so than for this show, was for Double Murder. I've been saving all of my effort for this specifically. Yeah. It's, it's oh, like you wrote man, a whole that's... college paper on, on both both movies. Uh, so it was – Who's it, to say – Definitely listen to it to check it out. You know, I just, I just really want to thank you for all the hard work you guys put into – the episode of Double Murder that we have definitely already recorded. <laughs> yeah. And that we definitely know the episode number of, and we'll say it right here, maybe. Episode 75. Okay, good job, future me. <laughs> yes, awesome. <laughs> but enough about that. We talk, We watched something for this episode. Uh, we watched Uncut Gems, and we'll talk about that and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. 
I disagree, Gary. Now we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, joined once again by Danny from Double Murder Podcast, and we're going to be talking about Uncut Gems, that giant movie that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, but for those who have not heard of it, Danny, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for someone who's living under a rock to describe what Uncut Gems is. Ready? Ready? Go. Yeah. This is the story of how uh, high-profile athletes and rappers get their sick jewelry. Should I keep going? <laughs> Please. Oh, okay. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. This is, this, is a, this is the story of a gem dealer in, in New York uh, who has an opportunity to kind of – he's a degenerate gambler. Uh, he's got an opportunity to score I'm, big, kind of even four, out all his debts, three, as well as help two, Kevin Garnett. One. And the – and the shenanigans that ensue. Nice. Do you think there were, would you say that's how you describe him? Shenanigans? That's what went on in this movie? Good old fashioned shenanigans. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I I gotta say, I I had trouble. So I had trouble kind of placing what kind of movie this was at first. And at the end, once it kind of all wrapped up and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is shenanigans. There's, there are several shenanigans (laughs) in play. There are several new shenanigans that get invented. It had the feeling of a Guy Ritchie movie, but like huh. not not in that real stylized way that Guy Ritchie does it. It's like the the gritty, like almost pseudo documentary version of a Guy Ritchie movie. Hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely has the same. So we just did a a, a different Safty brother movie, uh, Good Time few episodes ago and it very much had a, a similar feel to that where you're kind of always on your toes or like a lot of anxiety going on Just again constantly anxious mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i was yeah i would describe it as an anxiety inducing i don't know if it's a thriller because it's not thrilling yeah. but it but it gets it gets that like not not even like the emotion, the physical feelings yeah. of the, the same physical like kind of tightness that you feel in your chest at a really good thriller is the same sort of thing you feel from all the anxiety of this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I, I will say the physical sensation. Comparing the two, though, like good time. As soon as it started, it didn't stop. You were it was just like go 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 the entire movie until like yeah, literally the credits roll or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where this movie was more like f- feeling very anxious, but then we kind of get a break and it's like okay, something normal has happened. We can chill out for a little bit. And then they cut to the next day or whatever and then feeling super anxious again of like, oh no, now he's got to deal with this problem. It's like, okay, but now they're just kind of eating dinner and hanging out and that's fine. All right, we'll wait and see what happens for a bit. And then like it was more of a roller coaster than just like constant. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think it's either. I think it's real. Yeah, that's true. I'll be honest, like when while I was watching the movie, especially like the first half of it, I wasn't sure if I liked it that much. Same here. Like, I, Same. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. You know, it's it's been out for a while, and it's been it, it's like pretty highly praised. Uh, I think I think I've, I I fell suspect to the hype a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and expecting yes. too much from it. Yes. And and I also think I fell fell into the trap of just like I had assumed what the movie was based on what little information I had, like the trailer and. Really, I mean, okay, so I've been watching The Last Dance. Kevin Garnett played basketball in Chicago in high school and then went directly to the NBA. 
So like, I think I just wanted a basketball movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's cool. I watched Air Bud afterwards. It totally, I'm upset. <laughs> uh, so that, that's why you like the second half. And that's when it changed for you is because it was pretty much all basketball. Well, it, it's, but I don't think it really was, but, but I think, I think really what it was is by the second half, I kind of settled into, okay, I see what kind of movie this is. Hmm. Like once I kind of understood what it was and what it was going to be, it was kind of easier for me to get into it a little bit more and appreciate it. And I'll also say it was kind of after the fact and like ruminating on it a little bit that I realized like, yeah, like this, to, to me, this comes off as the, the gritty real life version of what would happen if this was your life. If you were a degenerate gambler who owned a, uh, a jewel broker, uh, shop and like, like nothing, nothing about it seems like that, that much of a stretch. Yeah. But when you take the individual things that happen, they are insane. Yeah. Well, it, it is, it is ridiculous. It's also just, yeah. Like making terrible choices too, where you're like, no, you right. idiot. Why would you do that? But I guess that like, right. that also keeps it more realistic. Cause it's like, oh, well yeah, because he clearly is an addict and like has a problem. Yeah. And that's why. Right. It also keeps it entertaining yeah. too. It'd be pretty boring if he just was like, okay, I got enough money now. Yeah, I'm done. If, <laughs> if everything just worked out in the yeah. end, he like sold right. the rock. And you know what I'm gonna end. do is I'm gonna roll this over into an IRA. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> invest it wisely. Yeah, and everything will work out. My brother-in-law or cousin or whatever his relative what it was, it was, relation was. It was brother-in-law. I had to look it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't super clear, but I th- I thought that was a really interesting way it, it, it did storytelling. Was it kind of unfolded what's actually going on in his life? as it went along, even though you already had been introduced to that guy. Yeah. But like later on, he shows up at that dinner. I thought that was pretty inventive and I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I did too. And, and I think it kind of going back to your point about like the, the ups and downs of it. Yeah. I, I could see that being, I, I could see that being the life of the gambling addict where like this mundane stuff is basically not even interesting to you. Yeah, that's true. like uh, you, you know, having having Passover dinner, it's barely interesting to you. So it's so it's so easy to get pulled away with like whatever else you've got going on. But like these downtimes happen, and you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. The the one of the last scenes, not to spoil anything, but where you like you really get into the mind of the addict and their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And there's there's two scenes in particular. One's like at the very end when they're watching a basketball game. And the other is is uh, one of the scenes when he's talking to Kevin Garnett, and and there's this like to to bring it all back full circle to the Last Dance and Michael Jordan. There's this like uh, similarity I saw between the addict and the like purely dedicated basketball superstar, like in the level of focus and dedication and motivation that you need. You have to like invent your own motivation. Yeah. To go out there and 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 like rise above just like a, your normal ability to play, and, and and this way of like buying into it that that is really similar, and I thought it was a really interesting kind of comparison to it. But at the same time, it's like I'll sing the praises of this movie all, all day long, but also I don't think this is a movie for everybody. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, well, I don't think it was for me, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there you I, go. Yeah. I, I really wanted to like it because it, it is highly praised and I 
happen to know what the Rotten Tomato score for this movie is, but <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I just me and Meg watched it together and we felt bored through a lot of it while still anxious. Yeah. But because it is so mundane at certain parts, I, I, I had a hard time keeping my interest. I don't know why. Mm. Also not a big basketball fan. So the allure of Kevin <laughs> Garnett didn't really have any effect on me. But what about, what about rappers, man? The weekends in it, cash the money's cool. in it or cash outs it's, in it. Don't know who that yeah. is. Uh, I don't, I don't know either. <laughs> Yeah, I get I like I get it. I get that the whole point of this is you're rooting for the anti-hero. He's he it, the whole point is that he's not a likable guy or anything, but it was so hard to be on board with like anything he chose to do because I was like this, this like I can't even root for this person. I just don't like him so much. <laughs> like he uh, yeah, he clearly has like a problem and is yeah. yeah I, it was so hard to get on board with anything that was happening. Cause yeah, I feel like also to, to step back a bit further, even I need to stop looking at runtimes of movies. before I'm going <laughs> to do it. I saw this was over two hours. I was like, no, it can be shorter than that. There's no way it needs to be over two hours. I feel like I was tricked by the runtime. There, there was a point where like, I was like, man, like this, this is long. Like this is, this has been going on a long time. It's, I got to be close to the end. And I, I did a little check and I was like, are you kidding? I'm in the middle. I'm like right at 50%. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Did the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But having, having all that said, I still think this movie's really well acted. And, you know, I, I think Adam Sandler's performance is probably worth the praise, but just overall, I, I don't know. Probably, probably not for me. It's definitely better than like, his usual stuff of like Billy <laughs> Madison or whatever. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing like, well, yeah. hold on now. Don't I, let's not, let's not talk bad about Billy Madison <laughs> or happy. Gilmore for the oh my God. Uh, those are fantastic. Really? Do you not like those movies? No, I do. I'm just saying acting wise, it's probably Can not his don't? best work. I don't know. Oh I, I used to, when I was like a fucking 13 year old, but uh, no, they don't really hold up for me. I don't Can know. What's, Ken, what is the silliest movie that you really like? Oh, God. I don't know. Kung Pao? I like Kung Pao. I did. I haven't seen it since I was probably also fucking 13, but I it, liked Kung it holds Pao. Up. Yeah. It's still good. Okay. No, actually, I haven't I haven't watched it in a while. Somebody, uh, who was that? Somebody, oh, I think that was our friends on the Have To podcast brought up Kung Pao. And I was oh, like, yes, right. the movie's amazing. It's still <laughs> funny to me. I will still quote it. Mystery Men was pretty good too. Mystery Men, wow, yeah. I'll throw that baseballs. I just, I just, Ken, I just want to make sure that you're not giving up on silliness. I mean, you you, ha- you do have this old man beard now, but yeah, still. yeah. Ken is dead inside now. Have we not I mentioned am. that on the show? I thought, I thought that's what my role was. No, no, no. That's my beard true. now reflects fully what my insides look like. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, your in your insides look fantastic. Thank you. Very hairy. Um, <laughs> listen, I think it's time to move on to. Hey, did you know that? There we go. Uh, oh for boy. new listeners of the show, this is the part where we pit our guest and CJ head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Are you two ready? I am. I'm excited for this one. Okay. Because I, I think I think you have a leg up on me because you've you've done some. What is it? Sad fee brothers. Uh, safety. 
yeah, Safdie brother. You've you've done some. You've seen more of them than I have. And I have to guess. I have to imagine that Ken is not asking a bunch of basketball questions. Oh, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah, Literally, yeah. none of these are about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I, I don't. I think it's going to be pretty even. Well, I mean, should we should we bet something? I mean, this is a movie about oh. degenerate gambling. Oh, yes, wow. absolutely. Who's know. drinking stuff? <laughs> A wager considering we can't interact with each other right. ever right. <laughs> for the foreseeable right. future. How, how, we'll just uh, a shot to be named later. Okay. Do you both have Malort? No. Oh, damn it. Not Malort Malort. I have a different version of Malort. Not count. Jepsen's. We'll figure it out. All right. First question. Adam Sandler had initially turned down the role of Harvey for this movie. Or Har- Harvey, right? Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, who did the Safety brothers offer it to after him? And this is multiple choice. Uh, was it A, Harvey Keitel, B, Leonardo DiCaprio, C, Sasha Baron Cohen, or D, Seth Rogen? I'm going to go Sasha. Does he do other people's movies, though? He was in, he was in Talladega Nights. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, okay. I guess you can count that. I'll go with him. Okay, Danny. I feel like this is a little too big for Leonardo DiCaprio. I feel Harvey Keitel is a little too far gone. I'm going to say I, I could see this being a uh, a Seth Rogen joint, but I want to say for the fact, I bet you Sasha Barracode would have killed it in this movie. But I, I'm going to say Seth Rogen. Okay, uh, CJ gets the point. It was not Seth Rogen, but it was also Leonardo DiCaprio and Harvey Keitel. Oh my god, I'm like extra, I'm like extra wrong. Yeah, you just picked <laughs> the one wrong, wrong answer. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Seth Rogen would have been cool though to see him in like a ultra serious role like this. Yeah, I feel like with Leo DiCaprio, this would have been an entirely different movie if it like it got cast differently. Yeah. Anyway, next question. How long did it take the Safety Brothers to make Uncut Gems? Just closest. Like from inception to, to Correct. release? Correct. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten years. Okay. I was gonna say four. Okay. Uh Danny is exactly correct. It took ten years. Okay. Wow, well, that's that's a, do I get a bonus point? For, <laughs> no. Do, do I, I think it do makes I, up for your ultra wrong answer in the previous Yeah, I was going to say, does it, do I relinquish the shame of my ultra wrong <laughs> answer? I'll, I'll give you that, at least, yeah. Okay. I'll, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they wanted to make this movie even before Good Time, but oh. Robert Pattinson had reached out to the Safety Brothers while they were still shopping around this, and they couldn't get it made, and they made Good Time basically for Robert Pattinson in the meantime. And then oh. eventually swung back around and had convinced uh, Adam Sandler to to do it. The Sandman. The Sandman. You know who we should get? We should get that Adam Sandler. <laughs> I heard he's really good. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see if he's up for one of his serious roles, hmm. like Spanglish or whatever the hell he's been. That's the only other one I can think of. Yeah. Dude, what about uh, Punch Drunk Love? Haven't oh, seen. I never it. saw that. Oh yeah, that that was like that was like the first. I mean, maybe this isn't true, but it, my recollection is that was like the first serious role he did, and and people were kind of shocked uh, that that huh. he could kind of pull it off. But it, it's worth checking out. It's it's another little like kind of indie darling, like this one was, like Jack and Jill. <laughs> yes, just like Jack and Jill. <laughs> just just like it. God, did you ever see? Did you ever see? Um, no, Little Nicky Punch yes. Punch Drunk Punch Drunk Love is the indie sequel to that. 
Godzilla on the key. Oh, okay. That's cool. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I like that there's the Sandler verse where they're awesome, having sequels now. But... <laughs> all right. What was the budget for Uncut Gems? I'm terrible at these questions. Oh. I have no scale for what movies cost. Yeah. It's in the millions of dollars. I'll give you okay. that. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How how many the question is how many millions? Right. How many millions? 3. Okay. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I you know what? I am going to say 10 million dollars. Like 10 for 10. Wow, Danny, that's exactly not correct. But you were closest. <laughs> it's uh 19 million. Did, really? 19 yeah. million dollars for that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did they have to buy all the diamonds in it? <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of big names in it though, right? And a ton of cameos. But I mean, the, but the big names don't need the money. You got to pay them. Yeah. I don't know. This was all shot either on the street or in a store. Like where they, where's the money going? The know. helicopter ride? That's where it all went. Was that yeah. one seat in the helicopter? They Probably. actually they actually had placed all those bets. <laughs> and, and this is their, this is their way to pay off their bookie. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Follow up to that. How much did this make at the box office? This is also in millions of dollars. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say, I don't know, like $200 million. Okay. That seems yeah. like a lot. Is that normal? I don't know. I really don't have I was going to say like 37 or something. <laughs> 30, I, you know, is, I, it, is it my, more than that? Here, here's, I'm going to stick with what I said, but here's, here's my logic behind it. Is that like huge movies make like a billion dollars, right? Like, like your, yeah, that's true. your infinity wars and whatnot. But uh-huh. like, this this was critically acclaimed. It was a big deal. Was it up for Best Picture or like probably? It was up for some Oscars, maybe. I, I don't know yeah. something. But like, it was a big deal movie. But it got a wide release. But it's also still just like kind of like an indie art housey sort of thing. So I don't know, two hundred million. Okay, CJ, I'll go a hundred then. That seems high, but maybe I have no idea. Well, I, the whole <laughs> yeah, reason CJ, I you're my a- explanation is because of like you had already placed your thing, but like. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'll I'll stick with 100. Okay, 100 and 200. Uh, it was 50. So CJ, your income was right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, that was a lot of money for a indie A24 movie. Yeah, but still pretty good based on the budget. Do I get that point? Is that yeah. what that means? Yeah, you get the point. Okay, sweet, <laughs> nice. This next one is just whoever yells out the answer first. Oh boy. Okay. What was the Uber of helicopters that they used? in the movie called that I had never oh, heard of and man. didn't know that was a thing, but I have no idea. The line was, I ordered you a blank, you know? Yeah. I also had never heard of it. So I think I just ignored that and was like, yeah, that's probably made up or whatever for the movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like hella helicab. ZJ, do you have a guess? Copters are us. Okay. <laughs> I love both of them. It was blade. Unfortunately. Blade. Oh, shit. Yeah. Blade. <laughs> I actually didn't even look up. It was, if it was real or not. I just kind of assumed it probably is. It probably is. There's rich people out there. Yeah. I know that. I know that. Yeah. There was, there was yeah. a time where you could get like an Uber helicopter in Silicon Valley. Damn. Would like. Yeah. Cannot afford it. Fuck rich people. <laughs> <laughs> you just throwing that around. How did you blade? Yeah. What is that? Listen, I got why you did you blade. do that? Give me an Uber. What did she yeah. do? Did she just like go to the roof? I yeah, don't even know. No questions asked. None. Yeah. None. No questions. Where do, where do I go to get this thing? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is Blade? What are you talking about? Yeah. All right. 
What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage closest without going over? It is tied up, by the way. Okay, you can oh. start. Steve. Oh, so that I get to start because it's yes. tied. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without going over, ninety-three. Okay, ninety-three. I'm gonna say, I don't know that it is low. I'm gonna say ninety. Yeah, Danny's uh, closest without going over because it's ninety-two. God oh. damn it! You're so close. Dang it! All right. I think that's it, though, right? Yep, Danny wins. Oh, dude, that was a good one, though. Danny's our winner. That was, that was very cool. Yeah. Are you interested in what the uh, audience score was for this? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's time for ratings. <laughs> why, why, why are you going to ask? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's uh, 52%. Wait, Much 52? Lower. Yeah. Audiences I, were pretty I, mixed I, I on this. I kind of get it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Okay. Kind of makes full lot of, a whole lot of sense there. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, ratings. <laughs> ratings. Uh, Danny, on a scale of one to ten, would you rate Uncut Gems for you? I would rate this one single black opal gem, hmm. but the conversion, the going conversion rate in my mind. Yeah. What's the it, scale? Yeah. What's is, the carrots on that? I yeah. I would I would call it. Um, I would call it a 6.5 ratings carrots. Six, All right. 6.5. Okay. Uh, I, I, there's a lot there. It's an interesting movie. I think for people who like kind of like independent art house movies, this is definitely something you should check out, but it's confused people. There, there are people who really like the score of this movie and I did not. Um, I, I, I think it's, yeah, like it, we all kind of like universally had this experience of like the first half of the movie, we didn't know what was going on and we thought more time had elapsed. That's not good. Yes. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not a but, good sign. But I can't, I, I can't help but shake the fact that this kind of stuck with me. Hmm. Like there's something about it stuck with me. Something about it was interesting. I, I like that, you know, I like the sort of like crime gambling thriller too many plates in the air what's going to go wrong next sort of thing like and it's sort of like an interesting look into this world that like i don't have any experience in you know so that so that it kept my it it kept my interest i wanted to see what happened next but i like i don't see a reason why i would ever watch it again <laughs> yeah That's very valid yeah yeah absolutely for a movie that anxiety inducing for that little of entertainment value for me at least uh, yeah, I don't know if I would ever rewatch it. Uh, maybe I'll just segue into my reading with that. Uh, probably. So I wouldn't rewatch it. So it's below a five. That's that's kind of my cutoff there. Dang. Oof. Yeah, I know. I, I want to like it, but I didn't. So four, <laughs> I guess. I, that feels it feels low because it, it was. It does decent. feel low. Like and I I liked parts of this. Like I liked Adam Sandler's performance. I liked. Some of the story, the anxiety was effective, but not going to rewatch it ever. So I guess up 4.5 just to make it a little better. Okay, there you ease, go. Ease some of that burden. Okay. <laughs> CJ. For me, uh, I'm pretty in line with Danny. I was going to say a six. I Because okay. it, it's like, it's fine. I like, I, it's not great, but it's not bad. But it didn't, yeah, it really didn't do it for me. I, I don't know that I would like, if somebody was like, oh, would you recommend that? I'd be like, eh, it's, yeah, I don't, 
if that's your thing, you're probably going to love it. Like for me, it was, it was fine. Like I, I don't feel mad that I watched it. So I think that for me puts it like above a five that I wasn't like, man, that was a waste of two hours of my life. It was definitely above that, but yeah, definitely never going to watch it again. And kind of the big, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything cause it's decently new, but like there, yeah, the ending, I was like, okay, that, that was at least something, I don't know, better. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. I agree with that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say a six. I think it's worth a watch at least one, yes. one viewing. Yeah. I like that. I like that we're all generally in line with the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When when you said that, I was like, yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. Yes, I am that internet yokel. That is me. <laughs> I gotta. I, I gotta say, like, to 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 support the validity of these statements, I had I had thought about what I was gonna rate it before we recorded this, hmm. and and like, yeah, everything we talked about made me feel more confident in my rating. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I, did I succeed in my goal, which was to not force you to watch something traumatizing? Yeah, yes, Un- yes, unfortunately. Did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's we, okay. We've got we've got two movies to or we that we've just done. We just did. Yeah, we just did. Right, right. I was trying yes. to balance it out. I was trying to balance yeah. it out from 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 that, and then also like you know, I think I, if we look at my track record of things I've had you watch. I was really just trying to find something that was not emotionally scarring. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This this was on my watch list. I wanted to I did want to see this movie. Same. Yeah. 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 We all so. we all we all came in the, into this with the right amount of desire and left yeah. with the right amount of disappointment. Yes. Yeah. All agree pretty wholeheartedly at the same <laughs> level. All right. Well, I think we're gonna start wrapping up. Danny, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, maybe man. like a podcast or something. That double know. murder podcast. Let me tell you something. They're just doing great things over there and <laughs> regularly. So check it out. Yes. Uh, bloodydisgusting.com. I think I'm contractually obligated to remind you that that is a website that exists and uh, occasionally and eventually posts links to our, our podcast episodes. But uh, seriously, as always, man, like, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, this is always fun. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to start doing better at understanding uh, how much money movies make. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't have any idea either. Yeah, I didn't either. I was just out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CJ, what do we got to plug? Uh, you can follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. Uh, text us or leave us a voicemail at USACAT1591 or send us an email at overtalkingpod.gmail.com. Awesome. We, uh, is that, that's, that's more or less everything. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Uh, oh no, they're here. Uh oh. Oh shit! You guys yeah, the, off. You know how uncomfortable these dudes make me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. The the overtalking overlords are here. They uh, show up at the end of every episode. Remind me to remind you. If you like the show, please go on iTunes and rate and especially review. Reviews are what help people find this podcast. I'm sorry for all our new listeners who are having to hear this part. And are very confused. Um, also, we spend money. <laughs> also, we spend money in advertising. So, if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. And they're gone. Thank you. Thank you. And as we always say, this is how I win. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this episode of the Over Talking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Danny from the Double Murder Podcast. 
Music by Justin Peters, logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.